This is Returns on Wellbeing Institute podcast. We bring you the latest and best strategies, tactics, and information to help employers boost their bottom lines by investing in healthy and engaged workforces that deliver real ROI. Welcome to today's program. This is Jim Purcell. And I'm Stephen Van Yoder. Uh, Steve and I are the co-founders of the Returns on Wellbeing Institute, and we co-host. We are the co-hosts of today's podcast with Paul Shala, founder and CEO of Delos, a real estate technology company with a mission to boost human health and well-being by improving indoor environments. Delos designs well buildings for living spaces and offices that deliver healthier environments. Over the years, Delos has worked with Lendlease, Uber and C.B. Richard Ellis, and recently founded the International Well-Building Institute that certifies well-buildings modeled after the LEED Green Building Certification Process. Paul, welcome to the podcast. Pleasure to be with you guys today. So let's start with uh, the biggest question of all. What are well-buildings, and why should businesses care about them? Well, Delos has been merging the health sciences with the building sciences for over eight years. The first four years of that pure research, uh, looking to understand all the elements that surround us indoors, whether it's our homes, offices, hotels, schools, what have you, their impact on people, on the human condition. Looking at elements of air quality, water quality, lighting, thermal, acoustics, surface and cleaning protocols, HR policies, and mapping those directly to respiratory, cardiovascular, immune cognitive and sleep health outcomes, among others. Uh, we founded the International Well-Building Institute years ago, which is to date now over the last five years become the world's leading certification body for healthy buildings uh, with certifications in 62 countries uh, and amassing almost about three quarters of a billion square feet at this point in well-certified uh, real estate, including corporate offices. In the early 2000s, Paul, you, you were a partner at Golden, Goldman Sachs before you quit your position and launched Delos. What did you see as the opportunity then? I saw a lot of good work being done in the sustainability dialogue with regards to green building and focus on environmental impact of our buildings. But you know, given we're all spending over 90% of our lives indoors, our offices, our homes, uh, what have you, uh, I felt that half the story might be missing. There didn't seem to be enough focus on how the built environment impacts the human condition. Uh, when you consider productivity levels, uh, mm -hmm. you sort of consider sleeping patterns and energy levels and, and all the health domains. So that was really the, uh, the, the gut intuition. The well-building movement seemed to be an obvious next chapter to the green building movement. So you and your brother took a big jump and left Goldman Sachs and started Delos. When did yeah. you start Delos? So research uh, began in 2009. Uh, the company officially launched in 2013. You have a board of directors of uh, impressive people, but you have quite an advisory team, don't you? A lot of great folks of all walks of life have gotten involved, whether it's, you know, doctors from Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Clinic or, um, uh, or HR professionals, architects, designers, folks uh, with good intuition on insurance and healthcare, and um, and even some celebrity. We want to uh, ask you, we're, we're living in a really interesting time here with COVID-19. And uh, can you talk a bit about um, how businesses can apply well-building principles to adapt to their current uh, existing work spaces? 
Yeah, gentlemen, most of our projects are existing buildings, existing operationalized uh, spaces. A new designation that uh, just got formulated called the Well Health Safety Rating, uh, which is a subset of the Well Building Standard focused on health and safety protocols, particularly as it pertains to pathogen concern, obviously COVID-19, but broader health and uh, health and safety measures. And this is a way for any organization uh, to uh, demonstrate third-party verification of their own operational protocols. The International Well Building Institute is serving that role of a third-party verification. Uh, this is a document review, okay? There's no CapEx to this. This can be done on any facility. A third-party document review, whereby we stand an organization's protocols up to science to match the criteria of the health and safety rating. And what happens is uh, that results in a seal. Uh, this is putting structure, science, form, validity, and most importantly, third-party verification uh, that results in that seal of confidence, that communication mechanism from employer to employee, that not only has your organization undergone uh, an upgrade in various operational protocols in this type of environment, but has been third-party verified uh, that those protocols do stand up to rigor and science. Would you be able to give an example of um, either, you know, a, just a general or real-world example of, of how an existing workspace um, has taken what you just explained there and put it into action? And sure. what are some of the, what are some of the key areas that uh, workspaces are, are paying attention to, to, to make this all, you know, deliver returns for them and their workforce? Good. The health safety rating is ideal uh, from a people perspective because what we start with is operational and managerial protocols. So things like demonstrating you've got an effective cleaning protocol and frequency therein demonstrating you've got an effective emergency response plan in place, and I've identified the key individuals therein, uh, demonstrating you've got effective employee communication, um, uh, demonstrating you've got effective ongoing uh, maintenance, if you will, uh, to the maximum of your ability of your air and water quality. This does not require design changes. Uh, this does not require hmm. CapEx or upgrades. It's a good first step to verify operational protocols from a human capital standpoint. But when you're talking about COVID-19, this takes on a whole new meaning, doesn't it? At the end of the day, when you think of the wellness real estate movement and, and what we've been doing for quite some time, looking at how any spatial environment impacts the human condition, uh, people, unfortunately now, um, it took a pandemic to, to bring this front and center, but everyone now immediately gets it. What surrounds us matters. Mm -hmm. What we touch matters, what we breathe matters, how we gather indoors matters. And that's the fundamental science and construct behind the entire wellness real estate platform. Now, I, I remember uh, back a ways uh, talking with you and, you know, you had light, air, water, other elements. Um, which of those is there a most important? And, and talk to us a little bit about that. There are three categories that need to be addressed right now. Mm -hmm. We have an airborne viral load that needs to be considered, a surface-borne viral load that needs to be considered, the things we touch, what have you, and then a behavior or behavioral-borne viral load. And all three of those make up the um, elements of good practice and how to solution this current environment. Uh, the Returns on Wellbeing Institute is, is in the business of educating and promoting improving employee well-being and we suggest that there are various returns on investment ROI that can be gotten from this and and 
we've, we've not emphasized reduction of healthcare coverage costs because there are too many variables there, but there are such things as uh, reducing turnover, improving productivity and engagement, improved customer service, better product quality, and a variety of things like that. Getting a bit more specific, uh, intuitively it sounds like better environment, better built environments in healthier buildings would be better for employees. But if I'm the CFO, I say, how does it help my bottom line? What do you have to show us on that? Well, first and foremost, when you talk about the full well certification, both for existing buildings and new buildings, what we're finding is this is an incremental cost of fractions of 1% to normal construction or renovation costs uh, in, 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 on the design side. So, you know, you, you're, you're, you're not looking at something that is going to uh, cost anything more than, oh gosh, $100 per employee per year hmm. uh, in terms of the all-in expense of achieving a well-certified platinum. Uh, headquarters. Uh, that's a fraction of a corporate wellness spend in and of itself. That's when right. you look at elements of the health safety rating, for instance, this is a cost of less than $1,000 per location uh, for, for, for a corporate headquarters. Uh, you know, we're, we're talking uh, the input cost of a third party document review, which results in a, in, in, in a very relevant uh, communication mechanism from employer to employee. Uh, that they have not only put good protocols in place to make people feel safe and comfortable, but have been third-party verified to do so. This is not stuff that breaks the bank. Uh, you know, it's interesting when we consider a corporate wellness spend from an HR standpoint or a corporate wellness budget, on average, I believe it's about $1,000 per employee per year on corporate wellness programming, you know, whether it's the nutrition counseling, biometric screening, and, uh, mm -hmm. diet, stress management, what have you. Um, when, when you consider the uh, uh, spend of less than $100 of that per employee once, not $1,000 per employee per year, uh, this starts to become a very relevant conversation. And here's the real catch. Using our spaces, our offices, our real estate as a healthcare intervention tool to constantly and passively deliver preventative medical intentions, if you will, to the workforce this is actually 100% guaranteed participation, as opposed to the average corporate wellness programs, which only get at best 15% participation. Do you have any data that you can share with us that, that shows for projects that you've had with an employer, what they've saved? Yeah, we've seen folks uh, demonstrate to us clients saying, uh, on everything I've spent to achieve a well-certified platinum office, we broke even in two months just based on reduced absenteeism. You know, we're in the midst of a wellness revolution. Uh, people are paying a lot more attention to air quality, water quality, lighting, and how that can impact their energy levels and sleeping patterns. Uh, you know, all of these attributes create a healthier place to work, uh, allowed to attract and retain employees, and we've seen very short break-evens on, on low-cost inputs. Have you any uh, data or statistics with regard to uh, how employee engagement or productivity has been increased in well buildings. Yeah, productivity gains uh, clearly are not uh, the easiest to measure. Um, mm -hmm. yep. uh, but you know, qualitative surveys, uh, which we've uh, extensively conducted pre and post occupancy of, uh, of well certification uh, versus pre, uh, all of these triggers are higher. Uh, satisfaction, comfort, engagement, 
uh, even if ask qualitatively if, if employees feel more productive in a space that's more conducive to their mm-hmm. creativity, their energy levels, their concentration levels. So, yeah. so the arrows point the right way. Yeah. Have they? Have you had uh, clients that have done pre and post surveys of employees to find out, you know, beforehand what they thought and afterwards what they thought? Yes, universally, uh, significantly higher scores uh, uh, post. Connected to Jim's question, and I'm just trying to make almost like a visual um, uh, A and B, right? So A is your 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 pre um, well-being uh, adaptation uh, uh, working environment, and your post. Uh, what what does A feel like, and what what are some of the things that are maybe detrimental to employee productivity satisfaction? And after you go through the process of fixing, adjusting these things. What does that workspace feel like, look like? From a visual standpoint or from a, from a sensual standpoint, if you will, it's, uh, you know, the air quality is, is, uh, is a massive input to cognition uh, and concentration. Uh, there are uh, studies uh, that demonstrate uh, cognitive ability drops significantly uh, once you get a conference room that has uh, too many people in it because the CO2 levels go way up. Uh, and so air filtration, not expensive. But good at focus uh, and attention to filtering out air leads to a completely different feeling in the office and different performance levels. You know, lighting uh, is, uh, is 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 a key input to productivity, uh, mental acuity, and if you can up the lux temperature and hue of light that enters our circadian optic nerve, that actually mm-hmm. boosts hormones for energy and productivity. Uh, so I would say, you know, from a visual standpoint, uh, um, uh, lighting. Certainly, from uh, you know how 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 a space feels um, uh, is 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 air quality is a good example. Have you been able to see that uh, uh, employees just generally are in a better mood? They're more energetic, upbeat, happy uh, to be in this kind of a space. Uh, we felt it firsthand uh, when we moved from our first offices to our well, our new well certified platinum uh, uh, offices. People love uh, coming to that environment. Uh, they 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 want to be there, and that's a big key. Let's talk about your uh, well-living lab. I was very interested in what I saw there. It's described as a, uh, a Delos and Mayo Clinic collaboration dedicated to identifying how indoor environments impact human health and well-being. And it sounds like this is really the thought leadership arm um, undergirding a lot of what you're talking uh, about here. Um, can you tell us about how that uh, came to be and how that functions, and then maybe we'll talk about some of the interesting findings you're seeing uh, coming out of your work there. Yeah, we've had an, uh, taken an evidence-based approach since inception of this company, um, and particularly our dedication to research, quantifying uh, all of these spatial indicators that, that, that do matter uh, and can help optimize uh, uh, health outcomes. We have a 50-50 collaboration with Mayo Clinic in um, the platform called the Well Living Lab. This is a real research facility. Uh, right in Rochester, Minnesota, adjacent to Mayo's campus that allows us to simulate all types of indoor environments. Uh, We could simulate a bedroom, a living room, a school classroom, a commercial office environment, a hotel room. It's got all the sensory technology you could dream of built into it to quantify all of the spatial indicators that matter uh, to human health. And there are over 200 external data points that you can measure, all the particulates in the air, the lighting, the water, the thermal, the acoustics. Um, and we've been mapping these uh, to uh, health outcomes, both qualitative and quantitative um, uh, measures of health, biomarkers um, and, and various indicators, uh, and have been looking at the relationship between, for instance, things like 
uh, lighting versus sleeping patterns. This this lab is 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 been an ongoing commitment. It's been operationalized for almost five years at this point, and it's kind of a one of a kind in the world that has been dedicating to again understanding the exact intersection between the quantified space and the quantified self, or mm -hmm. better said, uh, understanding the relationship between you and what surrounds you. Uh, a lot of um, companies and uh, you know people that you know, approve, uh, you know, these sorts of projects aren't even aware that these things may be having a detrimental effect on their, their workspace and maybe, you know, eroding, uh, productivity in ways that it's just have, no one's ever thought about. It's sort of invisible to them. Well, you nailed it. You know, you think of background noise or a rattling HVAC and what that's doing to your internal stress indicators and you don't even realize what's happening subconsciously. Mm -hmm or how the wrong type of lighting could, could put you to sleep during the afternoon, um, right. or, or, or polluted air. Uh, certainly could be a drag on productivity and energy levels and, and, um, and overall comfort. So uh, yeah, these things are constant, uh, but they're almost uh, passive in a sense that, um, uh, that, you, that you really don't, don't realize what's wrong and, uh, until it's been cleared up. And you mm -hmm. see. The lab's conducting studies on workplace design and operation uh, to help prevent the spread of respiratory viruses, something clearly of interest right now. Uh, how is that going, and are there any new findings that you can discuss? Yeah, it's early in the um, in the construct of this, but obviously as we look at airborne, surface-borne, behavioral-borne viral concerns, uh, this is a key pillar, we believe, to the ongoing research and understanding of pathogen risk uh, and best ways to reduce or in some cases eliminate that. And it may make employees feel just a little bit better if you have that kind of a certification of coming back to work, I take it. The, the first step is to establish good guidelines. A lot of organizations don't have access to research and science. And so what we did in early, in earlier this year, we moved very quickly at the International Well Building Institute. We assembled a massive working task force led by U.S. Surgeon General Richard Carmona and over mm -hmm. 500 virologists, behavioral scientists, public health experts, building scientists, HR professionals, uh, and all came together for a 90-day period to take the full body of work of the well standard and zoom in to relevant criteria and features that are, that are, that are certainly needed uh, with regards to pathogen concern, if you will. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because, uh, as we have always done, aggregating CDC, WHO, NHS guidelines, what have you, allowed us to create this new designation. This is very implementable, and like I said, the cost is, 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 is barely anything with regards to a third-party verification of protocols, templates, guidance, criteria that HR professionals can look at, measure against what they're implementing, enhance in some cases what they're implementing just with better knowledge and access to this type of science, and most importantly, what the resulting impact here is a seal of confidence, a, literally a rating. Well Health Safety Rated 2020 on the entrance of an office as employees visit or, 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 or enter every single day, knowing that the company took the time not only to establish the right protocols, but a third party has stood those up to relevant criteria and science and has cleared them as a rating. And, and that rating comes from the International Well Building Institute, is that right? That is correct. I, I know you formed Delos. And, and then later, uh, you formed the International Well-Building Institute. Was that an afterthought after you formed Delos? Why was it important? 
it was quite important to take the science, the five-year effort that Delos and the capital have put in uh, to connecting, again, the, the building sciences with the health science, but to create a, a, a separate governing body. Uh, we took a cue from the U.S. Green Building Council and their LEED certification protocol, mm -hmm. and in fact hired the founding chairman right. and CEO right. of the U.S. GBC, U.S. Green Building Council, Rick Fadrizi, uh, to come and run the well certification platform, which he has for the last several years. What advice would you have for a uh, an HRVP or a CHRO that's listening to this program? How do I reach my CEO and persuade him or her to spend money on this? Well, I think it starts with how much money needs to be spent. Um, mm -hmm. You know consider a, a small company, mid-size or a large company, what have you, uh, for a cost of less than $1,000 for the entire office. You break that down per employee, it's nothing, okay? You just pick, mm -hmm. you know, use, you, use even a 100-person company and it's, uh, it's, it's $10. It's the cost of a free lunch with regards to that constant confidence builder and that good third-party governance of policy and procedure. Probably the best spend you could put forth. And again, it's that, that, that costs nothing. Um, I think when you overall you, you look at the overall construct of the well building standard itself, even going so far as to certification, uh, I think the perception here is that um, you know there there must be a very high cost. Every program that's been put forth uh, by the International Well Building Institute amounts to a tiny fraction of an overall corporate wellness budget that already exists. Let alone an even t smaller fraction of the, uh, the 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 human capital uh, budget, you know, mm -hmm. on average, you know, an average salary, I don't know, call it fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. Is it worth another one hundred dollars in that number to allow for constant and passive health interventions to enhance respiratory, cardiovascular, immune, cognitive, and sleep health outcomes of a workforce? To us, it's always been a no-brainer. This yep. doesn't have to be something that's a big spend. Could you give a like a short? checklist of steps, you know, where they might go to learn more, what yeah. they might do then to go back into their workplace and look around before they ever have a conversation. The International Well-Building Institute, its first duty is to serve. And democratizing this information and putting it into the public domain was one of my proudest days after we took over $100 million of research, our capital, research capital, over years, pulled in Mayo Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, over 300 medical practitioners to work with operators, owners, developers, HR professionals, what have you, uh, to create the well-building standard. P publishing it online for free uh, was, was very important. For any HR professional uh, curious or interested in not only uh, accommodating what's needed in this current environment um, and, 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 and certainly focusing on return and focusing on this new normal and focusing on employee uh, engagement and, and best practice, well-certified Com. Right at the top of the page, you'll see Well Health Safety Rating. Explore the criteria. Click on that and you will get the full Well Health Safety Rating and all 21 categorical elements uh, and the criteria. And that is a great guidebook for free for anyone to use and say, you know what, let's look at our protocols. Let's use this as a great resource and guidebook. And oh, by the way, if we want to go further, let's pay a small amount of money to enroll submit our documents and go through that third-party verification so we end up with this seal. You're going to see this health safety seal starting later this month on the front of supermarkets, grocery stores, Empire State Building, Yankee mm. Stadium, corporate headquarters, office buildings, 
we've got over 60 stadiums and venues going through the process. It's a symbol of confidence. It's a symbol of consistency. And being able to display that symbol for your employees every single day is just an incredible first step here in re-engaging and instilling confidence and going through the right appropriate evidence-based process of good practice. In light of COVID-19 and wherever we're going, what types of changes should businesses expect and how they're going to need to operate uh, you know, in centralized workspaces? We've seen certifications and adoption of health safety rating hundreds and hundreds of organizations, Fortune 500 corporations, small businesses, large businesses across all typologies enroll and are already starting to submit documents to achieve the health safety rating. Well, that concludes this podcast. To learn more about Delos, visit Delos.com. You've been listening to Returns on Wellbeing Institute podcast. To learn more about our resources and programs that help employers make employee well-being a bottom-line business strategy, please visit www.returnsonwellbeing.com.